the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Let's see how strong my voice is after a couple days off. Is it Dow 20,000 strong? Not yet. Everything opened in the green but quickly turned to the red. So not today. What else sits out there as far as big stories? Um, It's the end of the year as we know it. A little bit of a holiday lull in action. Uh, Futures were higher today. Nothing particular. No reason. A couple crazy... I'm not going to say crazy. He's our president-elect. A couple of um, odd tweets uh, where President-elect Donald Trump says President Obama is not really playing very nice with me right now. Um, I just find it very odd that we are going to move to Twitter as a source of presidential news. Um, It used to have things like press secretaries involved, but I guess not. Tis the season when activity at many businesses start to slow down on account of vacation schedules and the mental lull of the holidays. So the stock market's open, but... Again, today, opened on the stronger side, instantly went weaker. It doesn't take a lot to move us either way. With that said, essentially since December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, uh, the markets have gone nowhere fast, neither up nor down. A little bit of churning underneath, but neither up nor down. And that's okay. Um, if you take a look at you know the post-election run, it was straight up like a tower. And Wall Street tends to move more like a teeter-totter kind of action, Um, not straight up. For the time being, though, we watch the wires, we look for the news to see if there's anything that suggests like something that we should be paying attention to. Um, Some reports out that holiday sales growth was perhaps the best since 2005. 
which brings me to another Donald Trump tweet where he said, consumer confidence, business confidence, builder confidence at year-end high. Thanks, Donald. So he thinks himself in third person, which is always weird. Um, but we got that going for us. Kind of like eternal life, which is nice. There hasn't been a lot of movement out of Europe, so nothing really going on. I hate to say it, but if you want to listen to little Sarah and uh, Vinny, he, today might be the day. So keep in mind that Sarah's three foot tall and she's a chain-smoking dragon. Sarah, and Vinny's a loser. And Vinny's a loser who basically uses radio to hook up with chicks. Um, which tells you, good for you. Salacious, <laughs> huh? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It took me all of ten minutes to uh, throw out my first rip. So, Ford unveiled its next generation. No, not has unveiled, but will unveil its next generation self-driving car. So, in Las Vegas, at the Consumer Electronics Show. So, we'll get to see more things. And this is Ford. This is found on road dead. This is not Tesla. Ford's new version of its self-driving system is equipped with more advanced sensors, more computing power, more proprietary software. The automaker's second-generation self-driving prototype has been a brain has a brain located right in the trunk that processes data collected by a host of high-tech sensors. So it's kind of cool to watch this all move forward. And uh, you know, I, I've got a vehicle that tells me if anyone's in my blind spot or on my side. So can I change lanes? And I find that to be a pretty great feature. So I don't have that. If someone jumps in front of the car and automatically stops, nope, I'll run you over. Um, but I like where we're moving, so, especially as the years move on. Something might have happened over the holidays, and again, I took Monday and Tuesday off. Um, something that happened over the holidays that, you know, brings us to a little bit of sadness, but also a business realization, is Carrie Fisher. She unexpectedly died yesterday. Um, and not only does that leave people heartbroken, but like Cinnabon tweeted out, you know, hey, sorry, Princess Leia, you had the best buns in the galaxy. Are you like, you kidding me? Did they just do a commercial about a dead person less than 24 hours after she died? Yep. Um, but Walt Disney is going to be in a dilemma. What do they do with her characters? Now, she's already finished her scenes for Episode 8. Um, episode's not out. Episode nine's not out for another three years. Fisher, who enjoyed a new round of fame of, as Princess Leia, um, you know, she got back in that movie franchise with Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which sold two billion tickets. Um, she was expected to play a key role in the ninth installment, which is due for release in 2019. Um, but right now, Disney's decided we're not going to make any decisions. Even though in the Rogue One movie, Grand Moff Tarkenton has been dead for many years, and what they did was they used a, an actor who had a similar face and put some green screen on his face and superimposed his face into it. Um, what are they going to do for Episode Nine? So, um, and they did kind of something in Rogue One because she appears at the end of the movie a digital recreation of her um, 
So it brings up the dilemma, you know, of, of talent. In California law, filmmakers must get permission from the estate of a celebrity to use his or her image for up to 70 years after death. Um, so you got a little bit of that going on, which is interesting. And surprisingly, some people are suggesting that Stevie Nicks could stand in for Carrie Fisher in the future. Um, others want her to be killed off immediately. Um, and some people are like, if you recast her, you know, I'll never see another movie again because I'm that nerd who makes threats over things like that. I've always found it interesting when someone disagrees with you, like, I'll never listen to you again because you just brought up Prop 13. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about today, we could talk about. You know, Amazon's got the Alexa, right? And it kind of listens to you. And on some levels, it's recording you. So police in Arkansas are asking Amazon, we want to know who done it. So there's a murder mystery to be figured out. Uh, police in Arkansas have asked Amazon for recordings potentially made by an Echo device in connection with a murder investigation. So, um, you know, two people had been drinking and watching football with two other friends. One of the friends left, but another stayed and uh, tried to sleep on the couch kind of thing. And next thing you know, um, someone's dead in the hot tub. So police are trying to figure out who done it by asking Amazon Echo, a computer who's recording you. And Amazon doesn't want to give up the recordings because suddenly we realize, how much are they recording us? Can Amazon hear us make whoopee? I know you're saying, did he just say make whoopee? <laughs> I'm never going to listen again. It's Princess Leah taking us to break. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Boy, the teen throbs of... The 1980s kids are dropping like flies. Princess Leah, George Michael. Um, tough time. Tough times to be a, a teen throb from the 80s and early 90s, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's. Oh, and Britney Spears not dead. Sony Music's Twitter account was hacked. Um, 
baby, baby, one more time. How many times is Twitter going to get hacked? So, especially Sony. Man, poor Sony. Anyhow, and anyway, let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton, talking a little real estate. Recently, we've seen real estate go through kind of a roller coaster action of way, 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 way up, way, way, way down, and where we go from here based on lower interest rates and you know, supply and demand issues and how many people move into the country, don't, home builders building, not building. There's a lot to think about. Basic thoughts, concepts on real estate. Well, I mean, I love it as an asset class okay. if it's done the right way. I mean, you you, you accumulate assets um, kind of as you grow up financially. And when you look to start getting into real estate, because real estate is leveraging, so it has a bit more risk. It's a it's an asset that's not as easy to sell as a stock or a bond or a mutual fund. So you have to be financially prepared to do it. So if you're going to get into real estate, I think it's great when you get into positive cash flow properties, but you have to take a couple of steps, and that's making sure you have your emergency reserves. Yep. You make sure that you're able to max out your 401k and fund a Roth IRA if those options are available to you. But in addition to that, you have to make sure that before you get into real estate, you save up at least a year's worth of your income in taxable accounts and just your brokerage accounts, whether it's index funds, mutual funds, individual stocks, if that's what your game is, so that you have an asset base to fund a bad case scenario in real estate. Because you need to put a certain amount down. I like people, when they if they can put 20 30% down on a 30-year loan, get a rental property and still have positive cash flow, and that means you know having a good property manager. I think it's key if you're a busy person that's sure. working or has a business. Have a good property manager. But if you can sell it up with positive cash flow, it's a great asset that somebody else is paying off for you. That's how real estate can keep up with stocks in the long run is because of the leveraging. On its own, the prices it won't. But with positive cash flow and the leverage of the loan, it can be a very, very good asset in the long run. Um, I, hate, I don't like the condo thing. I mean, gosh, because you never really own it. You have assessment fees. Um, it's always a cash outflow rather than something that's eventually paid off yeah. and positive income by the time you get to retirement. Um, the problem that, you know, the big mistake people used to make is they think, oh, I'll invest in real estate. And I'll write off that loss against my ordinary income. Well, once you make over a certain amount, you can't even take that loss. It's, a, it's suspended until you eventually sell the property. And then all it does is offset your gains. So higher income earners don't get as much current tax break from their rental properties. And back to your comment on condos and townhouses, homeowners association fees typically go up, not every year, but typically go up on a regular basis. So the cost of that property always is going up on you. And I don't like townhouses or condos because you're living right next to someone. No, and you buy in and you check for, well, are there potential assessment fees? But in a couple of years, you know, they may want to repaint the condo, a color you might not vote for. Um, they might have to do a roof. You know, the, there's all sorts of things that can happen that you're not in control of. And what if you don't like your neighbors that move in right on your same wall? Yeah. Or you're. It's, they're really you know, loud. They're really smelly. They've got a dog that barks all night long. If if you're miserable in it too, you have a, such a small audience to resell to yeah. in terms of older people or younger people just starting out. That middle family that has two or three kids is not going to buy. So I tend to like single family homes, mm -hmm. much like you're saying. You know, again, we're not against townhouses and condos. We just think you can help yourself by avoiding them as quote unquote an investment. Um, if now, if again it's a luxury market like San Francisco or Honolulu, condos and townhouses are totally acceptable if it's that. But if it's Stockton or Sacramento, I would avoid. Yeah. So go for the single family homes. Now the single family homes, the number one thing that I think drives single family homes in the Bay Area, in most areas around the country is um, school systems, school districts. 
Right. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm a Northwest investor. I mean, you can be a successful Bay Area investor if you have a lot more money to do it with. If you're doing higher-end single-family rental properties, but you're typically paying well over 700000 to get those types of good homes to get the good renters. Yep. So you can do the same type of a thing in the Northwest, but, you know, I I know that area well, and I'm there all the time. So to me, that's not an issue. If you're going to look outside the California to do it, um, then you need to make sure you have people you know in that area or you know that area really well. Otherwise, yeah. don't. A lot of people in California bought in Phoenix and bought in Vegas because it was the only thing they could afford, or they bought in Stockton or Sacramento because it was the only thing they could afford, and it was a huge mistake. Um, those were you know, amateur rookie mistakes, per se. Um, I bought a house that is on a great street in a great school district knowing that some woman, some wife will eventually go, Honey, I want our kids to live on the street and go to the school. It's the best school in the area. Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking of who's going to buy my house. Not will I enjoy it or not? Of course I'll enjoy it. But I'm always thinking about is it resellable? And, yeah. Yeah, you look for nice single-family homes on a cul-de-sac with good school districts. That's beautiful. Sidewalks. good stuff. College maybe nearby. College is nearby. Hospitals nearby. Always important because you always have people who want to be close to work. Yep. And especially now with all of the changes with the Affordable Care Act and everything else, if you're investing near hospitals, you should probably know the health of that hospital because, you know, the way that the hospitals are being run is different. And you're seeing um, there there has been some areas even around uh, Southern California where the areas right around hospitals that could be going, you know, could be out of business, that those areas have been depressed pockets of real estate right around that hospital. It is discouraging to think about hospitals going out out of business. Like that's one industry that always seems to thrive and should be thriving, and yet, you're right, it is a business model. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, honestly, anything is probably the right way of saying that. Pending home sales fell about 2.5% in November. As that Trump bump misses the housing market, already facing uh, home prices have been climbing and minimal listings in the affordable range, uh, fewer shoppers in the country were successfully able to sign contracts. So affordability remains a big concern. We have good, strong job growth, but we have very tight supply, uh, which uh, keeps prices on the rise. Did you get a drone for Christmas? If you did, you might want to check your homeowner's or renter's policy. Um, demand for drones surged. Some 577,000 people own them, some of them multiple owners. Um, drones are highly maneuverable, but they also highly maneuver into fires and into animals and friends and family. You hit someone's kid in the head with that and take out an eye, oof. We'll talk about that and more. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me at 800-516-1220. Got seminars coming up. Learn more about it at robblackshow.com.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Economists think that London's property bubble will finally burst in 2017. After decades of runaway growth, 2017 could be the year the capital's property boom finally grinds to a halt in the UK. 22 from 39 economists surveyed predicted that London house prices would either flatline or drop. It does happen. You get an inflated housing market. You get something like a Brexit. You get a fall in transactions. You get buyers looking elsewhere. And then you ultimately get weak demand. And that leads to your slowdown. And that could be a problem. Um, And it could start a contagion. So you're also seeing, for instance, um, one of Britain's biggest home builders issuing a profit warning. And their shares are falling on that news. It's about all the news I have on England at this point in time. But it was nice to hear a little uh, kingly music, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. So when you want to buy a house... What's the first thing you should do before you even start looking? It's a quiz, Tony. You're a mortgage person. Let's see if you can answer correctly. Do you want to examine your budget, pre-qualify for a loan, or pick a real estate agent? So you want to buy a house. What's the first thing you should do before you even start looking? I watched Jeopardy last night. Oh, get married. Is that choice in there? No, no. Examine your budget, pre-qualify for a loan, Um, pick a real estate agent. Pre-qualified for a loan. Having a household budget is your top priority. You need to know where you are financially to know exactly how much you can afford to spend on a new home. Mm. As Alex Trebek would say, oh, I'm so sorry. Eh. So having a budget, probably a little more important than pre-qualifying. Because I think I'm overly th- qualified for these questions. I think here. a mortgage lender is going to pre-qualify as many people as he possibly can sometimes. But you should pre-qualify yourself by looking at your budget. Question number two. How long should you plan to live in the house to make it financially worthwhile? One year, three to four years, five to seven years. It's usually five to seven. Wait, wait, wait. You got to play into the music, play into like the whole. How long should you be in a home to make it worthwhile? One year, three to four years, five to seven. I'm the quiz master. Don't mess with me. How long is five to seven years? Correct. In overheated markets, you may be able to flip a house... But it's a lot smarter to stick with a five to seven year rule of thumb, especially in uncertain times. Sometimes you're going to have like imminent life changes, events happen to you. Question number three. When you're applying for a mortgage, what do lenders care about the most? Now you've only got a hundred dollars. Is it your income? Is it your down payment? Is it your credit score? Or is it all the above? Okay, I want to bet all in. All my hundred. Okay. I'm going to say all of the above. Correct. It's important to have all your financial ducks in a row, which, poor ducks, right? In the heady days of subprime loans and relaxed lending standards, you didn't really need to have an income. Um, There were liar loans. 
So, and that's one of the reasons that people failed and went bankrupt. Question number four. What is generally considered a reasonable monthly payment for a house? What is considered a reasonable monthly payment for a house? 33% of your gross income, 50% of your gross income, or C, whatever it takes to impress your friends and family? C. That is incorrect, (laughs) sir. It's A. It's 33% of your gross income. Your housing shouldn't eat up too large of a slice of your income. Lenders look at your so-called debt-to-income ratio. Which is which is crazy is, is 33% of your gross income, um, yet Dodd-Frank was 43%. They So with better credit, better equity, slash down payment, you can go up to 43% of gross income. And they don't even factor in things like maintenance and utilities and things like, and other expenses that go into buying a house. So um, those are some pretty high numbers. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we see home prices going up so much. Yeah. I think people stretch to get into homes a little bit too much. I think they do. So. Um, you know, I once, mixed metaphors can get you into a lot of trouble on radio. So there's a phrase about stretching your legs. I'm going to go stretch my legs. And I incorrectly use the word spread while going to break. And it was a bad message to send out on radio. Say what? I got a talking to that day. Question number five, what's the minimum FICO score? FICO credit score, you need to get the best rate on a mortgage. Is it 660? That's a trick question. 720 or 760 to get the best rate. Uh, FHA has better rates for people with 660 scores than somebody with a 760 score. So I, did, I didn't say FHA. I know, but you're asking for the best rate. It didn't say anything about more. It's a trick question. Um, really, you need a 740 or higher. 760 according 740. to 740. You can't tell. You can't I'm tell t- Alex Trebek the question. Alex, you're wrong. Your writers stink. You should be able to snag the best rates with a score of 760 or higher, making sure your score is in good shape will not only help you get a loan, but it will also save you a lot of money and attract beautiful women. That's true. A 760 credit score, you attract beautiful women. I think they're, And you repel mosquitoes. The average credit score in the United States is 719 right now. Mm, I didn't ask that. Would have been a nice bonus question for you, but I didn't ask that. Next question. The 20% down payment rule is outdated. Putting that much down is excessive and unnecessary. True or false? The 20% down payment rule of thumb is outdated. False. Putting that much down is excessive and unnecessary. True or false? Ooh, sweet. You barely squeaked by on that one. Now, for some reason, it's a 10% down payment. It's the minimum smart buyer should aim for. But 20% is even better. And not all at all. Excessive. That's going to save you 50 to 100 bucks a month that you'd otherwise pay for private mortgage insurance. No mosquitoes around me. I got an 805. My credit score repels mosquitoes. Question number seven. In addition to your down payment, how much extra should you save to pay for the closing costs? One to two percent of the purchase, three to six percent of the purchase, seven to ten percent of the purchase. One to two to percent. In addition to your down payment, how much extra should you save? Oh, that's wrong. That's oh, wrong. you missed it again. Fanny, f- um, oh, you can't point at the computer. The, the, we're playing. <laughs> uh, we're playing Jeopardy. We're the playing National Association Jeopardy. of Realtors. You can't point at the screen. You can't argue. The correct answer is three to six percent. You'll need to budget an extra three to six percent of the purchase price to cover your cost in settlement. These usually include the loan origination fee, any loan discounts. Uh, you, you can't tell somebody points, that's buying a nine hundred thousand dollar house that they're going to spend twenty seven thousand property taxes. 
on their house on the closing. I would love costs. to see it's on one. Jeopardy. It's one. The average in the United Alex States Trebek is one point eight percent. Slap you around. One point eight. You're lucky. I'm just a Alex Trebek wannabe. Okay, Alex. What's I want to be Canadian. What state has the the lowest closing cost per if, loan transaction? If I was Canadian, my president would be better looking than your president. My president's going to be Kanye West. So I, Kanye West. Kanye West. That's what I said. Okay. Final question. Should you use your emergency savings to buy a house? Yes or no? I'm not sure who's actually going to using these uh, these questions. These are pretty stupid. Uh, of course not. Well, actually, Tony, if you'd used your emergency savings to buy a house eight years ago, would you not have a lot more money? I'd have a lot more equity. Equity. There you go. I'd only get the money back if I sold the house. Well, you'd be richer. Or I could take an equity line out and do what everybody else is doing. That's today's episode of Real Estate Jeopardy. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I promise you I don't have those kind of questions on my website. And pending home sales fell 2.5% in November. So any Trump bump sales didn't materialize. Higher mortgage rates hit home sales. And that will continue. So it's going to be a problem facing the mortgage market, which will hurt the housing market. I expect my home has peaked if interest rates move up uh, from roughly three and a half percent to four and three quarters percent. I expect my real estate prices peaked for the foreseeable future. With that said, is that a horrible thing? No. I'm pleased with my returns in the past few years. Uh, It's been very, very good. So the Dow's playing with 20,000, not quite getting there. The Dow's got a lot of large cap value stocks on it. And they pay dividends and people tend to like that. So crude oil's at 54 today, a little bit higher, but the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P all moving lower. Again, this is early trading. So gold, kind of a sideways down move. Same with silver and 10-year treasury sits at 2.55%. So as it gets closer to 3, you'll start to see more people on your block put up their homes for sale. You should, at least. Um, that will be a issue. Uh, one of the big stories that I always hear from people is, oh, I waited too long to save for retirement. Now I'm not going to have enough. Um, around a half of all workers age 55 or older have less than 100000 saved, while a third have saved less than 25000 That's not enough. So you need a budget. You need to max out your savings immediately. So, And if you've got adult kids living with you, that's got to stop or they got to start paying rent. So there's some catch-up provisions on retirement savings, which you should be taking advantage of. You should be in your peak earning years. And if you haven't started saving, you probably need to come to grips with working longer. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Yeah, 
It's easy to get complacent about retirement planning when the stock market is soaring to record highs. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. And if you want to win the race, you need to take the right steps along the way. On January 14th, learn winning strategies from Rob Black and Chad Burton at back-to-back events in Berkeley. A morning session will focus on building your wealth. From 10 till noon, Rob Black shows you the building blocks of a successful portfolio. From investing basics to 401k, Roth IRA, real estate, and tax tips. Want to know if you're on the right track? The morning session is for you. Those at or near retirement will want the afternoon session, where certified financial planner Chad Burton focuses on retirement income strategies. From 1 to 3, he'll explain how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, and much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Saturday, January 14th, two seminars at the Doubletree by Hilton, Berkeley Marina. Sign up for either event today at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Scarlett Johansson is the top grossing actor of 2016. Now, that doesn't mean she's the highest paid actor or actress. She was just in the movies that made the most money. Which, okay, I get it. Scarlett Jansen had a good year. Uh, She was Black Widow in Captain America Civil War. Uh, She was also part of an ensemble cast. Ensemble cast? An ensemble cast. Why is that coming out wrong? For Hell Caesar. Um, Which, I had a tough time watching. I don't know if that makes me shallow. um, Or what have you, but... Had a real tough time watching it. AT&T's new DirecTV Now is catching on, and you're starting to see more and more business articles being written about it. There's been some problems with uh, connectivity, so it's lost connectivity a couple times. But 100 channels for seven days for free. After that, it's $35 a month. You can keep that price as long as you want. Um, It will end, and really all you're missing at this point in time is CBS and some some sports, but not all sports. So that's doing terribly well. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, talking all things financial. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Let's talk budgeting, Chad. This is probably one of the toughest things for the average person to start the habit of. Um, I know it was tough for me, and then you get into a relationship, you got to drag another person in and tying two budgets together into one. Let's talk budgeting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, first of all, budgeting, when I think about it a lot, is when people tend to get really serious and need to get really serious, they have to get really serious, is when, when it gets closer to retirement. I mean, budgeting one thing, you know, if it's, it's, if it's, anybody needs to track their expenses. There's some people that spend more than they make and they need to really, you know, sit down and figure out what their plan is. And a lot of that might be you only 
set aside cash and envelopes like the Dave Ramsey type plan that to get you through a mindset, a change in how you budget. But what I'm talking about in terms of budgeting most of the time has to do with have you saved enough for retirement and how do you track that on an ongoing basis? Because here's what happens in retirement, Rob. People tend to start a certain withdrawal plan year one of retirement. Year two and three, fine. Year four comes along and they start to feel the effects of inflation. They get a couple of years of, of health insurance increases. Uh, travel costs are going up a bit. Um, you know, they notice, they notice the pain at the grocery store after three to five years, especially if they're eating healthier in retirement because, you know, we all know that the healthy foods just keep going up in prices, it seems yeah. like. And so, they come back and, and you know the the person that goes to the type of advisor that throws them into a plan that says okay here you go you you've got your different wheelbarrows of money out there and you've bought your stupid financial products like non-traded REITs and garbage annuities um they have nobody to turn to they don't know if it's okay to pull more money out of their portfolio um because in order to know if you can pull more money out you have to have said okay what have I been spending? Here's here's my base financial plan when I go into retirement. Here's the expenses that I said I had. Every At least once a year, you have to go back and track, here's how much I truly spent. Here's what my portfolio did versus my long-term projections. Here's what my rental income or other sources of income did versus my financial projections. And here's my overall net worth. Am I on track? Do I have long-term projections? Because you might be... Five years down the road and everything did really well or better than expected. Heck yeah, go ahead and draw more out. You're fine. You're on track for to to be able to deal with retirement inflation. But if you get a couple of years down the road and your portfolio didn't do as well as you thought because the market's not doing that great because interest rates are too low or you spent too much in the first five years, hey, it might be time to buckle down because if you don't, when you're in your late 70s or 80s, you might be in a world of hurt. So budgeting is an ongoing process, and it becomes a, a tracking issue. So it's very smart. It's, it's very required, really. As you go into retirement, you might even be that wealthy person that you kind of do what you want. You don't overspend. You're smart about your money, but you always know at the end of each month you have enough money to continue to invest outside your 401k and everything else. Yep. Even that person needs to go list all of their expenses and say, okay, what am I doing now that I won't in retirement, or what am I going to do in retirement that I'm not doing now, which is your hobbies, your charitable intents, your, you know, helping the grandkids, traveling. It's really careful because I'm telling you, I've seen plans where a $10,000 difference goes from, you know, the plan's okay to the plan is not working, you're running out of money, and you're doing a reverse mortgage at age 85. You know what I hate about doing budgets is I see how much I spend on alcohol, and I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Just let it out, Rob. (laughs) Everyone should know. I am your counselor. (laughs) Real, real quick. Any thoughts on Mint.com as a budgeting tool? Um, No, I think it's great. I mean, obviously, Mint was bought by Intuit. Yeah. So it's it's fine. We have a our clients have access to a, a wealth management site that does uh, budgeting and all of their financial plan. In fact, it updates it all the time so they can always see where they're at. So we've got a tool that's even a little bit better than that. Um, but it's it's a great way to start. People just have to get uh, you know aware of the security around it. A lot of people get on it and and they give up too soon because it takes a lot of maintenance. Rob, I mean you're you're gonna have to say I'm gonna set aside an hour a week for the next three to six months making sure it's tracking everything I'm spending and putting it in the right categories. Yep. And then it'll eventually get to know you. Right. But there's still some maintenance in, involved, so you have to set aside time to do it. Yeah. Like Otherwise, the- people sign up for it, they get everything in there, and then they you know, kind of give up. 
the little Holly Market store is not groceries. It's alcohol. Like, I had to tell Mint that I have a problem. That's not cool. Scotchy scotch. Scotchy scotch. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.